Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 848. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at rabbeismach at take10fortorah.org. Today's 10 is sponsored by Ilinishmas Fred Lewis, father Yitzchak ben Aftali David, by the Lewis family. May the Torah we learn be an aliyah for his neshama. So today is a very important day. Happy Purim Katan. It is not quite Purim, it is this thing known as Purim Katan. So where does this come from? So it comes from a Mishnah. The Mishnah says in Megillah Vav Amad Beis, Let's imagine you have two months of Adar, as we know. The second month of Adar would be a leap month, which would be added in order to make sure, over the course of time, that Nisan would remain in the spring. Talk about that a different time. But if you would have that second Adar, so where does Purim go? So if you had only had one, the Mishnah says, and then they decided after you had already celebrated Purim, you had a great time, you delivered all your Shalachmanos, you had your costumes, you dressed up, and you made your theme around your Shalachmanos, and then Bezdin lets you know that they added another month of Adar. So what do you do? So it says the Mishnah, you have to do it all again. You have to read the Megillah in the second month. Then the Mishnah says, There is no difference between the first month of Adar and the second month of Adar, except the only difference is these mitzvahs of Purim. There's a very big debate in the Gemara exactly whether or not we agree with this Mishnah, or at least the way the Mishnah presents it. We'll get to that in a moment. The Shulchan Aruch tells us practically in Tafresh Tzadik Zion that Yom Yud Dalad Vitesvav Shabbat Adar Rishon, the 14th and the 15th day of Adar Rishon, today, and tomorrow, in Noflin Al Pnehem, we don't say Tachron, we don't say Yancha Hashem Yom Tzara, which is Tehillim Chaf, between Ashrei and Novalatzion, because it refers to Yom Tzara, a terrible day, and also the Asr Behespid Vitainus, and it is forbidden to engage in Hesped eulogies, Vitainus, and fast days. Those are usually the hallmarks of happy days. We don't do these four things. We don't say Tachron, we don't say Yancha Hashem Yom Tzara, we don't do eulogies, and we don't fast. Okay, you would not have a personal fast day for a dream or something like that. Avashardvarim, but those other things of Param, those other four mitzvahs, ain't no hagin behem. We don't do Mishlachmonos, we don't do Matanosavyonim, we don't do Mikramigila, and we don't do Mishnah, we don't have a Suda. Shomrim, but the Shulchanach brings another opinion that says, it would be okay to have Hesped and Tainus, and really, these days, these two days, which we know as Param Katan in the first month, wouldn't really have that much difference at all. That's a second opinion in the Shulchan Aruch, but says the Ramah, the Haminag Kisvara Rishona, we hold like the first opinion that says that we do restrict these four things. We don't say the sad parts of davening because it's a happy day, and we don't do eulogies, and we don't do fasts on this day. The Ramah continues to talk about whether or not there is a custom to do a su'uda on this day to have a nice meal, and uh, it pretty much says that it can't hurt. Okay, now everybody agrees that there's no Al-Hanisim, on these two days. So let's talk about exactly what this is all about. Specifically, the first opinion of the Shulchan Aruch, which believes that we're talking about the first Yudal Tesvav of the first Adar, and those days have to be treated with no hespedim, no eulogies. Let's focus on what the nature of this day is. Again, for whatever reason, Purim is in the second month. It is not in the first month. So if it's the second month, so what is the meaning of what we're doing today. So the Gemara, as I mentioned before, has a whole discussion about exactly where Purim should be placed. There are really three opinions as to how it should go. What it boils down to one opinion says, that's Rabbi Eliezer ben Rabbi Yossi, who says it should be in the first month, Rabbi Shem ben Gamliel, who says it should be in the second month. The Gemara there wonders, and Davvav, Ahmed Beis, why do they hold what they hold? So when it comes to Rabbi Eliezer ben Rabbi Yossi, so the Gemara says, Ein Ma'avir and Al HaMitzvos. The reason we got to do it in the first month is because we don't want to 
pass by a mitzvah. You have an opportunity to do a mitzvah, so you should do it as soon as you possibly can. Rameshim ben Gamliel, the other opinion in the Gemara there, which says that you are supposed to do Purim in the second month, as we, by the way, do it. Amar Rabbi Tavi explains, time of the Rameshim ben Gamliel, the reason for him is, mismach geula legeula adif. It is better to put geula next to geula, meaning the geula, Rashi says, of Pesach, which is going to come in the very next month of Nisan, should be juxtaposed to the Geula of Purim, the Geula of Adar. Which Adar should it be put into? It should be put into the Adar, which is next to Nisan. And that, of course, is how we hold. And the Gemara goes on, a few more lines discussing this. So, in the end, the reason we choose the second month of Adar is because of the idea of Purim being close to Pesach. Now, this Mismach Geula Geula is very similar to another phrase of Mismach Geula Latvila, Smichas Geula Latvila, this that we do every single day, Abrachat Hashem Goal Yisrael, and immediately thereafter we say the Tvila, we daven, we say Shemona Esrei. So what's this all about? What's the similarity of Mismach Geula Geula? So I wanted to suggest, you know, the reason we are very big into not interrupting between Gula and Tvila, we don't even answer with the Bracha of Goal Yisrael within Amen, we don't interrupt at all, is because we Geula teaches us the idea that God is involved in the world. Historically, God is involved, and we learned that from Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, the Exodus from Egypt. You can't come to pray until you really recognize that, and you understand that. So therefore we focus on Geula, and then we move on to Tefillah. Here, what's the Mismach Geula le Geula? So I would suggest that maybe the idea is Purim, of course, is the least present God. So to speak, the Megillah doesn't ever mention God once. We believe, of course, that God is the God of history, and even exists and even was very, very active in the Purim story as well. So what we want to remind you is the same straight line exists between the Gula of Nisan, the Gula of Pesach, and the Gula of Purim. That redemption of Purim is also with God's involvement, just like the redemption of Pesach was so obviously through God's involvement. Okay, back to this. So why do we focus on the second month? Because of the redemption of Nisan. But then why do we do anything in the first month? So this is a very important question. The Chassam Sofer asks this question, and he asks it actually in a bit of a stronger fashion as well. He doesn't understand why it is that we don't believe in this idea of Ein Ma'avir and Al HaMitzvos. Why don't we create this holiday, and specifically create it in the first month? Because how can we pass by the opportunity? So he explains, first of all, based on the Gemara in Daf Yudala. The Gemara in Megillah Daf Yudala talks about where do we know the idea that we're supposed to read the Megillah in the first place? So it says, Tanarabana, we learnt, Arba, Shmona, Nevi'im, Sheba, Nevi'os, Nesnavdu, Lehem, Yisrael. There were 48 prophets who prophesied for the Jewish people, but they didn't add anything in the Torah. Chutz, Mekra, Megillah. The only thing they added was Mekra, Megillah. What does that mean? We'll see in a moment. My Darish, where did they get this from? Amir Rabbi Chiyabaravan, Amir Rabbi Shubin Karcha. So Rabbi Chiyabaravan says in the name of Rabbi Shubin Karcha, they made the following Kavachomer, the logical conclusion as follows. Just like when we got out of Egypt, and we came out of the sea, and we really just were saved from Avdus, saved from subjugation. We said Shira at the end of that story, when we literally had an existential threat in the story of Purim, we thought we were going to be killed. Shouldn't we similarly react with Shira, shouldn't we similarly react with an overwhelming amount of praise? And so the Gemara says, that's where we learn. We have to read the story. We have to read the Megillah. And there's a famous conversation that comes after that about, hey, so why don't we say Halal as well, just like we do on Pesach? So there are multiple answers to that question, but I want to focus on just this idea. This idea that there's a Kalvachoma that teaches us if we 
celebrated the fact that we got out of Egypt, and now it's just me avdus lecheres from subjugation to freedom, so too over here, from existential crisis, from death to salvation of life. Of course we need to celebrate. So how are we to understand that? Says the Chassam Sofer, and he bases this on a Ramban, that that really is a Torah obligation to celebrate. We have a Torah obligation to recognize a miracle. The Kalvachomer creates a law which is on the level of Torah. And so here's what's happening. The rabbis came and said, you know what, there should be structure to this day. There has to be structure to the holiday of Purim. And so they created the four mitzvahs of Purim, of reading the Megillah, and the Mishnah and the Suda. That is what they created. When were they going to create it? So the decision was made that it should be created in the second month. Why? Because there's more meaning to having the holiday connected to the month thereafter of Nisan because the Geula of Nisan and the Geula of Purim should be juxtaposed together. But what about the first month? How can you pass over the fact that you're supposed to be doing and observing Purim and acknowledging the date that this miracle occurred from this Kalvachomer, from this Torah-level obligation? So he explains, he says, really we do. Really when that day comes, the day of Yudalad, the day of Tesfah, 14th and 15th of Purim, we celebrate. How do you know we celebrate? We don't say Tachnon, we don't say Lamnatech, but more importantly and more classically, we do not do Hespedim, we do not do Tanesim, we don't do eulogies, we don't do fasts. Those are things we do not do because we are celebrating this day as a day of a miracle, as the Torah requires. We cannot possibly be sad and make ourselves sad on these days. But the actual celebration of the holiday, the performance of the mitzvahs, that is pushed off till the end. But we are doing the Torah's obligation of what we do when miracles happen to, on Purim Katan, on Yedalad, on Tesvav. So look at today and Purim Katan in a different way. We are fulfilling the Torah's obligation for celebrating and making sure that we are absolutely not sad on these days, although we wait until we get to really appreciate the miracle in a month from now. Enjoy. Purim Katan Sameach.